Praise the Lord. I'm glad that you come to my study today to listen to this series. I'm going through the series of Christ has abolished death. And you will see this in, in my booklet on Amazon, Christ has abolished death. That is published some in 20, 2019, I believe, 2019. And it has so many chapters. And we are going to go through in the series we are actually in the last three broadcasts we have been doing this series we talk about in this book we say how death came into the world and then in chapter two I talk about the Enochian walk. Enoch walked with God and it was not for God took him and the faith of Enoch and how we can exercise that kind of faith walking with God. In chapter three mentioned where Christ has redeemed us and how he has redeemed us and uh, how he's restoring us to the garden of the spiritual garden of Eden. In chapter 4 we talk about the authority Christ has already given to us over physical death. In chapter 5 it talks more on how to live forever with, by Christ. And these are all the things that are in this chapter. We have to go to get a book to be able to get the detail of this. But I'm going through this series in the video. I cannot cover everything that's in that book from this video presentation. Then we get some more extra things, perhaps from the scriptures, as the Lord will lead us. For I've prayed that you give on this the understanding of this message that Christ actually has our Polish death for us. We have started with uh, Genesis chapter 3, our death came to the world through the sin of Adam and Eve, and that God promised the Redeemer when He said, The seed of the woman shall bruise the head of the serpent. We talk, that, we talk about that in the first, first series, the, chapter, the first part of the series. In the second part, we went further and talked about in the Hebrew chapter 2. The promises of the word of God has said, Christ took upon himself the nature of man. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 14. Let's read it again. You see what the scripture says? Because that's where we are, we are going to start today. In the book of Hebrews chapter 2, here in verse 14, Jacques started from verse 9, where he said, God has put all things under the feet of man when he created Adam. But we see, we do not see all things being put under man yet. 
But verse 9 says, but we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, that he, by the grace of God, should taste death for every man. For it became him for whom are all things, and by whom are all things, in bringing all many sons unto glory, to make the captain of their servant perfect through suffering. Remember that Bible verse said, Christ is bringing many sons unto glory. That is the plan of God, is to bring all of us that are seed of God back to that same glory that Adam lost. And Christ is in that glory now, that's why he can appear in form of a light. When he appeared to Apostle Paul, when he was still Saul of Tarsus, on the road to Damascus, you know the story. Apostle Paul said he saw a light that was brighter than the sun, that blinded him, and, and inside that light was Jesus. At least in the physical, he appeared as a ball of light. And he said that light was Jesus, or is Jesus. So he can appear in that version. That is the glory that Adam lost to be able to glow from inside. The spirit in us is supposed to glow because that is what God is saying. God is covered himself with light. Remember in the scriptures? See, that covering that same light as with a garment. But God said, You are making man in my image. But you see, that light is a living thing that can be quenched. And when Adam and Eve sinned, the light was quenched. That is how I've been describing this, so that you, you believers can understand what Adam lost, that God is restoring back to us. But it's going to be from glory unto glory unto the image of the Son of God. And we can see the Son of God, Jesus Christ, has entered that glory now. After he resurrected, he can appear and disappear. He can enter the room without opening the door because... It could change. It could change from particle to waves. Light is called electromagnetic waves. For those that know science, like I like I do, light is called electromagnetic waves of a particular frequency. That's the one we can see. The one we cannot see, X-rays and so on. They are also electromagnetic waves of different frequency. But the one we can see is the white light, the red, green, blue, anti-violet. But we cannot even see the ultraviolet on the other end of it on the spectrum but that electromagnetic waves is what our spirit can produce glow like electric bulb and can glow and produce any type of frequency and when it produces a light frequency that can be seen that's when Jesus appears as a form of blinding light before Apostle Paul and he has to hold his hand like this like the sun shining to your fat to your eyes and he was blinded for three days Okay, but that is the glory that was covering that light. Shekinah glory of God was light also. It was covering Adam in a measure. We don't know how much measure it is, but when it was quenched after their sin, they lost the glory. And then they could see themselves naked. What by naked? Because then the elements, the wind, the insects can touch their skin. When they are covered by light, those insects cannot touch your skin. Because the, the, the frequency of the light can drive them away. Just think, in our generation right now, we have what you call ultraviolet light. Ultraviolet. They have a bulb, an electric bulb, that can produce ultraviolet light. I have one in my house. And they use it, if you turn that light on, they say viruses and all those jams can be killed by ultraviolet light. That is the truth that they, we know up to, up to today. Now, that ultraviolet light, it's just an electromagnetic wave of a different frequency. And they are to kill insects or microscopic organisms like viruses 
that can affect human beings. People put it in their house and turn it on, and flu viruses can be killed when they are in the air. That's what ultraviolet light. So suppose our physical body can produce that kind of light. I'm just supposed, but that is what our spirit was created to be able to produce any type of frequency it wants and to drive away any harmful insects that could harm our, our body. But when the light was coming for Adam and Eve, they saw that you are naked, like you turn off a bulb, then you can touch the electric bulb, it will hurt you. And that was what they lost. And the Bible said Christ is to bring us, Christian says, back to that glory. He is now in the glory. And that is why the Bible said, He's changing us from glory unto glory unto the image of the Son of God. Second Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. And so you see, when I stop at Hebrews chapter 2, verse 10, verse 9, that to make you see that it is to bring many more sons, Christ is to bring many more sons unto glory. That's verse 10. See, for he became him, Christ, for whom are all things, and by whom are all things, in bringing many sons unto glory, to make the captain of their salvation perfect through suffering. So Christ has to go through the suffering so that he could learn obedience, because obedience is very important. What, what happened to God, Adam and Eve? Adam and Eve? They disobeyed God also. And because they disobeyed God, then the light was quenched. So obedience is critical. Obedience to the instruction of God. No matter how it looks, how it feels as good or hot, obey. So Christ said for the Father, because I love the Father, I will lay down my life for the flock. That's obedience. And then he entered the glory. And we are to go through that type of serious troubles also. It will be like trials. Even every believer says to bring many more sons unto glory. That's why Apostle King David said, I am glad I was afflicted that I may learn thy righteous judgment. See, it is good for me to be afflicted that I may learn thy righteous judgment. One of this book of Psalms 119, Psalm 119. So that means we believers may have to go through some form of chastisement, uh, trials to make us learn obedience to the word of God, obedience to the instruction of the Father, obedience to the instruction of the Spirit, and obedience to yielding to the Holy Ghost. And that is how we are also going to go through a little bit of those things and enter the glory that Christ has provided for us. He is bringing many more sons unto glory. Christ has done it, he has entered the glory, but it's to bring many more sons unto glory, so that it's not just only one that will be in that glory. We are all going to be brought into that glory when we keep following the Lord Jesus Christ. So you remember that. It is what Christ has done on the cross and has paid it all for the cross. You see, why didn't he, if he has paid for it all, why didn't he just give it to everybody? You have to prove that you believe it. You have to keep following him. That's why he said he put in his body, in the household of faith, in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 and 12 and 13, he has put these ministries, ministers, in the body of Christ, the teachers. He said he put apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, which means there is some perfecting that needs to be done in we that have followed Christ, for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, that's to bring many more people in, and the work of the ministry to bring many more people in, and then for the edifying of the body of Christ. So the individual believer, every individual member of the body of Christ needs to be edified, need to be taught, what is this thing all about? You need to be instructed in righteousness, how to follow the Lord and place Him. And all of those things are to bring us to what? Till we all come 
in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God. Knowledge of the Son of God, Christ. We want to know Him more as the knowledge of the Son of God. Because when we know Him more, we know that why did He went through this cross for us? Why did He have to do that to enter that glory? And so then we have to surrender to His will, whatever His will is for us. And we also will be brought to enter that glory. So that was what the Bible is telling us. Till we all come in that in the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man. So we have to be perfected individually. Unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. That is the goal. God has said before us, and it is God that is working this work in us. Remember? The scripture said, God, it is God that walketh in us both to will and to do of his good pleasure. So the desire to want to accept it, the desire to please him is from God himself. And to be able to do it, it is God who walks it. Then we have to cooperate. There's a cooperation involved. If God said, do this sacrifice, take example of Cain and Abel. God must told them to do a sacrifice and how to do it was perhaps given to them. And Abel obeyed and brought a lamb. Cain perhaps wanted his own way and he brought just the fruit of the ground that God already said is caused. So his own sacrifice was not accepted. That of Cain was accepted. And that was the first story that we saw in the book of Genesis. That God said, this is what is accepted and obedience will make you to do what God accepts and not what you want. So that is very important that we must remember that obedience is very important and that is why the trials and the tribulations that we believers may have to go through individually is to bring forth some obedience to his word, to his instruction, to his will, to his spiritual, to his leading in us so that we can be like Christ also. It is because Christ has paid for it on the cross to even bring us in. It is what Christ has done on the cross and is bringing us in. So no man can come unto me except the Father draws him. Remember that. Now here it is in uh, in uh, verse 14 of Hebrews chapter 2. We went all the way now to verse 10. Now he went to verse 14. For as much then as the children, the woman is, are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the sin, that through death he might destroy him that has the power of death, that is the devil, and deliver them who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. So that was the ultimate thing that Christ came to do, is to be the champion for mankind. What do I mean by, what do I mean by champion? Satan, through his death angels, have been killing human beings from the time of Adam. Except the one that uh, God took away from, from the earth without seeing them, which was Enoch. But where did Satan take the spirits of men to? To the spirit world, the soul of men had been taken to either hell or when they are rescued by the angels to a place called the bosom of Abraham, paradise. But that was like a prison place for the souls. That is the hell. And every woman that have, been, that have died and gone in their soul have gone to that place. There is no coming back because the woman means in the, in the spirit they are weak weaker than any of those satanic angels that are gathered, that are, that are operating the hell, hell, hell prison. The hell is not the lake of fire, you have to remember that. Such description, you see that lake of fire is separate from hell. Now, let's go further. So we have gone through that in the first few, first few discussions.
We're going to continue this right now. And what we are saying that Christ became the champion for mankind. He went when he allowed it to be to be crucified on the cross. The Bible says, He said, I lay down my life. No man take my life from me. So Jesus Christ said, He said, I have the power to lay down my life and I have the power to take it again. And no man take my life from me. So Christ actually surrendered to be killed. You know, somebody that called the dead out of the graves. How can the how can death kill him? So he has to surrender, let him be crucified, share his blood. And when the blood was almost drained out, which is purpose for the sacrifice of mankind, he gave up the ghost. But he, allowed, he has to allow himself to be taken by those angels. He didn't just go to paradise, he has to go to hell with them. Because he wanted to go and beat, beat them down over there. I'm telling you, because God has made me experience this from my own testimony. Let me tell you my testimony in this point. Where I was. I knew what, what happened. I just finished praising the Lord. This was 1977. 1977, when I was still in college. Almost preparing for my final, my final examination. And the Lord has warned me to do some praying and fasting, and I was kind of lazy about that fasting. The Lord spanked me in the vision. I clean up this place. And I didn't take it seriously. I broke the fast again. And that night I broke the fast. The Lord allowed the air spirit to capture me in on my bed. I was about 4 a.m. or 3 a.m. I just found myself being dragged in the vision by two weird-looking spirits. And I was like a little boy. That was my soul. I was like a little boy. And those weird spirits are like little boys too, but they were like rough ruffians. And they were dragging me towards, and I was just so weak, just following them. I couldn't resist them in that vision. And they were dragging me down here like this, in a dark, dark path. And then we came to a gate, a huge gate. Like look at a gate of a, a fenced wall, a fenced place, which is a big gate. And when I got to that gate, the voice, which is there now know is the voice of the Lord, just spoke and said, don't go in there. I heard that, that voice kind of gave me strength and I pulled myself back from the end of these two ruffians that were dragging me. I mean, they were dragging me. I mean, I mean, it's not like I was just running with them. They were dragging me. I was literally being dragged. But when I got to the gate and the voice said, don't go in there. I pulled myself back by some strength that just came to me from the voice. I just pulled myself back. That's how I knew that when somebody dies, you have no strength against all those dead angels. But when I was pulled, when I pulled myself back, I was catapulted, almost like lifted into another prison yard. And that prison yard was different from that place where the gate led to. Because when you are going to that gate, those boys were saying, let's go and sacrifice this one to our, to our, to our God. And I landed in a prison yard where some other people were in that prison yard that was shamed. I, was, I found myself shamed to, the, to a stick, almost like a, like a goat sack, shamed to, to sticks on the floor about 20 people in that place so shamed to the sticks and one person that was a, a man was having a whip like a whip that you use on the cows and they, were, and they was beating they were beating drums almost like you see all those uh, all those uh, oh, what do we call this a type of heavy drum like me my crusade my squidders beat in the on the wall high high pitch drum that could that looked like a violent type of drum. Boom, 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 boom. And this man came with a whip and whipping everybody. 
And I was kind of so weak. I was saying, oh, God, save me. Oh, God, save me. When I spoke that in my heart, the only thing I could remember was that I am a son of God. What am I doing here? And I just lifted my hands and said, Lord, deliver me, oh, God. Immediately I said that, I found myself back on my bed. I found, just disappeared from there and I found myself back on my bed. When I opened my eyes, found that I was in my bedroom in the college, I was glad to be back. I was glad to be back. That was death over there. And I was glad to be back on my bed in my body. And I decided in my right there that I'm going to go back to the first thing God told me to do. Even though I broke the fast yesterday night, I, I've just continued. Because that was why he allowed me to do that. Because he told me, clean up this place. Because he wanted me to do this long fast to get my body ready for the work he has for me in the ministry. And I was kind of lazy about that. But see, that experience made me to see that that hell is real. That place is not for those who, who fear God. But see, God is the Lord of everything, both there and on this side or in heaven. He's the Lord of all. But that's what Jesus Christ has to go with them to that place to arrest them. If I have the strength to take hold of those two boys and put them in shame, then that means I'm, I, I, can, I, can, I can arrest them also. If they have, if they have their boss come out and arrest their boss, then that would have been big. I would be, that was what Jesus Christ can do. He was the only one that can do that. So he went with them and maybe they took him to that gate and he arrested their boss. Of course, they are going to try to fight and he has more power than them. So he arrested all of them. He said he took the, he has the keys of hell and of death now. You are reading the book of Revelation chapter 1 verse 18. So when he came out by himself, he took them captive. I said, Jesus Christ made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in his day. That is what he was happening in the spirit world when he died for three days. He led captivity captive. All those principalities of powers of darkness that are ruling hell. Jesus Christ went there and took them captive. It's a war. It was a battle. But they have no power against him because the word out of his mouth is fire. And they all have to fall down before him. Because God Almighty was inside this body called the Lord Jesus Christ. Inside that spirit that they are taking. That they think is dead. It's God Almighty that came and became human flesh. So that was how he, he took, he, that's why the Bible said he destroyed him that had the power of death in that verse 14. Now the Satan will be there in that hell on that day to see that this one that is coming to save them is going to fight him. And then Satan will have to surrender and bow. This is God Almighty that manifested for human beings. Satan has to surrender and bow. And that's why he has the, he said he has the keys of hell and of death. And he came out by himself so that Satan cannot kill anybody anymore without taking permission. Especially with the sins of God. Satan has no permission to, to kill anybody unless Christ allowed it. Because Christ has the keys of hell and of death. So that is really what the scripture was describing to us that when he went to hell, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. And the Bible also said in Ephesians chapter 2, that we have to believe these things by faith in the word of God and begin to exercise our authority over the devil because we are the body of Christ. So when God was pronouncing to the in the prophets that the Lord said unto my Lord, Sit thou at my right hand until I make thy enemies thy footstool. God was not only just prophesying about Christ the Messiah, was actually prophesying about the body of Christ from head to toe. See, that prophecy is a promise of God that he will make the enemies of the body of Christ to be our footstool. So that is for Christ the Messiah and his body. Christ is the head and the church is the body. 
See? Christ is the head and the church is the body. We explained that in the last, in the previous broadcast. Now, at the feet, it is the end of the world, that's the church at the end of the world. And we are still to have dominion over the devil, the devil and all these and all these courts are still under the feet of the church at the end of the world. And Christ said, God said, sit at my right hand, Christ is sitting until the, oh God will make all this. God that's going to do this thing and is doing this already. That's why the Bible says Christ and God walketh in us, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Look at Ephesians chapter 2. And see where the scripture said, God has raised us up. Who are the us? Believers. Look at this in Hebrews chapter 2. When you talk about Christ, that all things are subject unto Christ. But now when you get to chapter 2, you mention in verse 6 that God has raised us up together with Christ and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So we are to believe that by faith that we are also in Christ. Christ is seated at the right hand of God. And we are also seated inside him as the body of Christ. From head to toe is Christ. He is the head. We are the body. At the end of the world is the church at the end of the world. So any believer at the end of the world has, is also seated in that heavenly places inside Christ Jesus. And if all power and all dominion, Satan and all his cause are subject unto Christ, then Satan and all his power and all his dominion are subject unto the body of Christ from head to toe. That's how we should believe it and that's how we should exercise the faith and that's how we should express it on earth and that's why Christ said whatever we bind on earth is bound in heaven whatever we lose on earth is losing heaven this is the authority has given to the body of Christ when we say the church we are not talking of the building we are not talking of one organization because Roman Catholic Church think they are the church or the Pentecostal said that you know you as an individual that listens to me you are a member of the body of Christ if you have been born again you are that church you are a member of that church so me and you that are believers, we have to understand this thing and speak the authority that Christ has given to us and enforce it over Satan and all those cores of the enemy in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And you will see that it works. I'm going to continue this in the next broadcast. Praise the Lord. Well, we will continue this message in the next broadcast. The Bible said, Precept shall be upon precept, line upon line, a little there, a little there. And I pray that you will not miss the next broadcast so that you can build upon that which you have just learned today. The Bible said, Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. In, in other words, we can say, Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing, and hearing, and hearing the word of God. It's not just a one-time shot. You must keep hearing the word so that your faith can be built up. We shall continue this message in the next broadcast. Don't miss the next broadcast. God bless you.